Living Confidently in God on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions to the problems that people face. And this week on the podcast, I'm delighted to have with us Pastor John Crotz. He is the pastor of Faith Bible Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. He's been there for 26 years, and he's married to his wife, Lynn, of 31 years. He has three daughters and a son. And we probably should not forget the granddaughter as well, which is a passion of John's heart for sure. And he serves a church that is an ACBC training center. And listen, I'm so grateful for the work of pastors who continue to foster good, healthy, biblical soul care within their church and use this as a ministry to minister to their own people, but then also to those in their community. And and it's evident by the work that they do there. But today I want to talk about a new book that John has released with PNR. It's one of the 31-day devotionals, and the title is Hope, Living Confidently in God. And so, John, I'm really excited to talk about this topic. I I think we, we, we talk about this in much the same way sometimes the church does the gospel it's like okay we got the gospel i think we're going to we're going to move on to something else like we can never do that right the gospel is always necessary in everything we do sometimes we have a tendency to talk about hope in the same way in the counseling room yes we're going to give you hope in the first session and then we're sort of going to move on to like more advanced stuff well like it doesn't get more advanced than hope we we need to anchor mm-hmm. ourselves in the hope of christ so i'm i'm excited that you've written this book and and Recentered our heart and mind even on this idea of hope. So I want to just ask you, even as a pastor, what, what is the importance of hope when we think about it, particularly in counseling? Well, hope is really only important if you've got problems. And so yeah. <laughs> if, if, if everything is going great all the time, you actually don't need hope, you know, quote unquote. Mm. But obviously everyone has problems. And so we need to have confidence that God is for us and mm. and he's got better things for us as we move forward into the future. This, of course, is especially relevant uh, for those in our counseling ministry mm. as as they're they're struggling, they're feeling bogged down and and they need they need to know that God has a, a better future mm-hmm. in front of them. Amen. And, and it is easy for us to try to fill in the gaps early on in counseling with hope and then we have a tendency to maybe drift from it, but the, uh, hope has been really an anchor of biblical counseling for a long time. Jay Adams even talked a lot about hope in his writings. He wrote over 100 books. And talk just for a little bit about his perspective on hope. Yeah, I think he he really, even as he was trying to help us to use biblical terms to define people's problems, he said that's really a key element in hope because if you're dealing with sin, then we actually have a great Savior who deals with sin for Mm. us, not only in forgiving us, but in in progressive sanctification and helping us grow and change. He said in in one place in Competent to Counsel that the the medical model destroys hope Mm. because it provides no promise of cure Mm. and just a, a long life of suffering in in some cases but if if we see that some of these things are sinful mm-hmm. and the lord has great help for us so we can have wonderful hope that not only will we have a future in heaven mm-hmm. with christ forever but he can change us even now 
he deals with sin. And so we can have hope. You know, and for anybody who's in counseling, that, that provides so much stability in their life, in a life that may be filled with chaos in the moment. And so I want you to talk, especially to all those who listen, many, many who counsel. What, what do you see are, are the benefits specifically for people who are walking through problems? Well, if, they, if they're dealing with their problem and maybe their, their eyes are just kind of fixated on the problem, mm-hmm. if we can get their eyes on the Lord mm-hmm. and the, the positive blessings that he has in their future, mm-hmm. that provides motivation. Certainly motivating our counselees is, is vital. And hope, hope is, is a key element in that. Not only uh, getting them to do the right things, but keeping them doing the right things until the Lord kind of breaks through uh, some of the the issues that they're facing. So in addition to that motivation, I'd say hope is what maintains us moving the right direction. You might say that hope is like like fuel in our car. Mm -hmm. If you run out of fuel, the car does, it might keep going for a little while, but it's still going to start coasting until it comes to a stop. But hope keeps us moving the right direction. I mean, often people who've had a lot of problems for a long time, they want a quick fix. And we know that, yes, the Bible has answers to life's problems, and God has given us all we need for life and godliness in the scriptures. But sometimes that's going to take a while. Well, we need to keep before them the assurance that God has good in their future. Not so good because when when we think about circumstances, and and oftentimes our counselees are so focused on circumstances that they sort of think that their scenario, unless it changes, then, then they don't have any type of hope. And you think of the instability of circumstances. Man, those things shift and change like shadows in the process of a day. I mean, it just happens so quickly. And to place your hope on that is such an unstable place. But as you're talking about fixing your eyes upon the Lord, that that is a stable place. And if the Lord never changes and the Bible promises that he doesn't, then that is a, a place to fix our eyes for true, legitimate hope. Now, as we talk about this term, it's always important for us to give clarity in definition, right? Because the, the, the world uses this term, this idea of hope, and the, the Bible uses this term. But we can see very, very readily in our culture that we're often talking about two very different things. So describe for us a little bit about the difference between the popular usage of this word hope and the way the Bible uses this term. Yes. Well, the the world, when they're thinking of positive future, it, it's often just, just a wishful thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we wish it would go well for you, but there's no certainty or assurance but when we when we think about biblical hope, we're we're we have it, like you said, fixed on that foundation of God's character and God's promises, and that that is rock solid. And so there's a confidence, uh, a certainty uh, about it that isn't there. There's one reference as it speaks about the return of our Lord Jesus, and it it says the blessed hope. Uh, another another line Jay Adams had was he said it's not like the blessed hope so mm-hmm. you know which which he was bringing in that contrast with worldly ways of thinking oh no Jesus is coming back he said he will the angels said just as he went up he's coming back down in mm-hmm. the same way and and we can have that certainty of the future 
you know, faith looks back and and we believe what the Bible reveals to us about Christ and what he did on the cross and in the resurrection. And we believe it. We trust it. Hope is the same thing aimed to the future. It's here's what God says is going to be. Here's what he assures us of. And just like we have confidence as we walk by faith, we have confidence as we look to the future as well. Now, let's talk about some of those specifics, John. I think that's a good contrast. And we need to constantly keep this distinction in our mind because the, the way the Bible describes hope is so different. But but let's talk about some specifics in some of the different ways and places that the Scripture really inspires this idea of hope, a, a certainty, a, a fixed idea that we know something is coming that we can we can bank on. Absolutely. So different different places in scripture have different ways of inspiring hope. So I think of stories, you know, we we maybe just go, well, that's just for Sunday school. But the Bible says that these are examples for us. And when you see Hezekiah and Jerusalem surrounded by Sennacherib and the Assyrian army, I mean, that thing, there's no way that they're going to survive. But they lift their request to heaven and they pray to God and God sends his angel and and wipes out 185,000 Assyrians in one night. Well, you read that kind of thing and you go, wait a minute, that's my God. That's the same for me. Or maybe you read, you know, again, you kind of go back to Sunday school with the story of Zacchaeus. But if you get into the details a little bit, I mean, that guy had... A, a pathetic situation. He had money and that's all. Mm-hmm. He was a tax collector. He had no friends. All of his friends were the the dregs of society. And it's not like he was kicked out of our society. He was kicked out of God's society. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that time, Israel was, was the center of, of where God was working there. So when Jesus comes and, and says, no, salvation's come to your house, mm-hmm. How many people have have sat in front of us and and it's just like no it's it's too far I'm too far gone it's too late for me there's there's no hope at all but these stories are helpful the promises of God are immensely helpful how wonderful is it when Hebrews thirteen five says I will never leave you nor forsake you or when First Peter 5, 8 says that we can cast all our cares upon him because he cares for us. It's just these are sweet, sweet promises that we can take to the bank. And of course, affirmations of God's character when we read about his loving kindness and faithfulness that reaches to the skies. God never lets you down because he is always true to his word. No, it's so helpful. And I pray that our, our counselors will not think that we move on to something that's more advanced than this idea of giving hope. P- people need this as a daily fuel to walk. We forget, I often talk about what, what Piper describes as future hope. I call it eschatological hope, that which we're longing for mm-hmm. and looking to. And we, we often forget that, that that's a primary motivation in the scripture, that God doesn't always promise to, to fix all of our circumstances in the here and now. He he blesses us with the ability to walk through difficulty as we long for something that's to come. And that's a that's a sure hope. That's a part of what you're describing here. 
Now, I want to talk specifically about the the devotional that you've written, this this book on hope. How do you think this series can be maybe best used, and especially used by people in your church or even our counselors in in learning to uh, to give hope? Well, I think that this series is outstanding, and I am a big fan of the series as a whole. Some of these other titles just are are tremendous on specific problems. But for the person who's in despair, often they don't want to read a big book. I mean, we could drop a, a John Owen book on their lap and say, well, I, you know, hope this helps you. Mm-hmm. you know? But but this is broken down into 31 bite-sized devotions, and they're based on Scripture. Mm-hmm. And so in this case, it's going to be inspiring hope from all kinds of places in Scripture. So some are about the stories, reminders about things you know. Some are about promises. Some are even pointing us to the Psalms and the character of God. And then after each one, there's something to think about, maybe a key question just to jog your, your heart a little bit to apply it and something to do. What, what could I do? How could I write this scripture out and, and meditate on it uh, throughout the day? And because it's broken down into such bite-sized portions over 31 days, I think it, it can be a real help to people. And I've already heard some wonderful stories of people getting that motivation and maintaining grace. And it's kind of like just the, the constant drip that you need as opposed to, you know, getting all the medicine in one pill and okay, now you're done with that. This is more like a, an ongoing day by day, pick you up out of your despair Mm -hmm. and aim you to the Lord again and again and again. And then you can just start over. (laughs) I love that. And conversations like this always just help me to understand not just the book itself. I mean, you can read the book and, and find out about that, but hearing from the author to to understand even in more depth sort of the intention, the goal, the heart behind this particular project. And John, I love the idea. I think it's wonderful that you're you're pitching 31 days to, to root your heart and mind back into the hope that, that God gives us through narrative stories, through the promises that we certainly have that are anchored in the character of our unchanging God. John, I know this is going to be such a help to so many, and I want to encourage all of you to, to make sure that you drop by and get a, get a copy of John's book, Hope, Living Confidently in God. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. I'm so grateful for John and the time that he took to write this devotional. And I want to encourage all of you to, to go pick this up. I, I do think that this is an idea, this, this idea of hope that we sort of, you know, okay, we do this in the first session and we move on. I, I want us to be anchored in these realities that we need to constantly be bringing the truths of Scripture for the sake of the hope of, of counselees. And, and John really does that in this devotional. This was released originally back in July of this year, 2021. And I'm so grateful that we're able to promote this and, and the devotionals that, that he mentioned. This is a part of a, a greater series that PNR has done. And so I want to encourage you to go to go check that out. And I mentioned earlier that the, the church that John pastors, Faith Bible Church there in Sharpsburg, is one of our ACBC training centers. And praise the Lord, we now have right around 80 training centers spread throughout the United States of America. We even have several that are 
developing in other countries. We have four now in Latin America, which we're so excited about, and others that are popping up in different places of the world as well. And these guys have been faithfully serving for many, many years. They offer training in fundamentals. They offer training in advanced theology, advanced methodology. You guys need to be connected to a training center somewhere for encouragement, for continued education. And I think this is going to be important for for all of us moving forward, that we continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and our skills in the way that we minister. And Faith Bible Church is one of those churches that can offer help by the training that they do. And so I want to encourage you, go to our website, find out more about our training centers and all the training that's offered in so many subjects relative to counseling that we know will encourage your heart. So go find that information at biblicalcounseling.com.